0: It's 6 p.m. and you are tuned to your community radio station, KVMR FM Nevada City, KCPC Camino. Today is Friday, April 7th. I'm Kelly Reese and this is your KVMR Evening News. Fast fashion brands seem to multiply every time you go online. But where does Shein, Forever 21, and H&M's massive quantity of product go when it's time for a new trend? The California Report has you reevaluating your closet up ahead. Then we take a look at your local news and weekend weather forecast. And KVMR's Felton Pruitt has details on a two-for-one night of live music. He's joined by Paul Cam from Achilles' Wheel, who performs with the band and the Graffenberg Disciples this evening at the Auburn State Theater.
1: This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Nearly a month after the farm community of Pajaro and Monterey County was flooded following a levee break, community members will finally get some personal assistance from the federal government. A FEMA disaster recovery center opens this morning in the neighboring city of Watsonville. Several state agencies will also be on hand, including the Departments of Insurance, Social Services, and Housing and Community Development. Pajaro's residents have been frustrated by how long it's taken to get help from both the state and federal governments. Monterey County Supervisor Luis Alejo echoed those feelings at this week's board meeting. I wish things could have been
2: much faster as well. I agree with you. We were um, frustrated just as you were not seeing our, our state and federal government move faster to give uh, get the resources on the ground much quicker.
1: The assistance center will be open seven days a week through May 5th, but will be closed this Sunday for Easter. California child care providers are still waiting on hundreds of thousands of dollars in pandemic financial relief from Governor Newsom and the Department of Social Services. The California Report's Izzy Bloom has more.
2: During the pandemic, child care centers experienced significant decreases in enrollment, which accelerated the loss of already underpaid employees from the sector. Even now, as employment levels in other industries return to pre-pandemic levels, the child care service sector lags behind. To support child care centers and prevent them from closing, the state promised providers and businesses over $1,400 per child. Providers were supposed to receive the one-time stipend payments around the holidays, or early 2023 at the latest, according to the Sacramento Bee. Childcare Providers United is a labor union representing 40,000 childcare workers. In a letter to Newsom, the union said, quote, We risked our health and our lives to remain open and provide care to those who could not work from home. The union demanded the governor stop stalling and send the stipend to child care workers. For the California Report, I'm Izzy Bloom.
1: As they seek to restore ridership numbers lost during the pandemic, mass transit agencies have launched a variety of initiatives to make public transportation feel safer. In Los Angeles, those efforts now include Beethoven, Vivaldi, and Schubert.
3: Thanks for going Metro. Eating, drinking, and smoking on Metro trains or stations is not allowed. This is your system, so please help us keep it clean.
1: At LA's MacArthur Park subway station, classical music is now being broadcast over the PA system pretty much constantly. You're hearing some of what I recorded yesterday at the station. Metro, L.A. County's transportation agency, says the music is being used to, quote, restore safety at the transit station and improve people's ridership experience. Critics, though, say the music is an elitist way to make the homeless and poor people feel unwelcome. They also argue the classical music is being played at too high a volume, so it poses a health threat to people. As of now, though, there are no plans to silence the music.
4: Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives, stanfordmedicine.org. The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes 11th Hour Racing, working to connect sustainability with sport to help restore ocean health, on the web at 11thHourRacing.org.
1: Fast fashion trends have many Americans buying more clothes than ever before, but that means thousands of tons of textiles end up in landfills each year. From KCBX in San Luis Obispo, Gabriela Fernandez profiles one woman championing more sustainable ways to shop.
5: I met Jessica Gonzalez a couple years ago. We were both bridesmaids in a wedding near Gilroy. Her style immediately caught my eye. She's the type of person who can rock stripes and cheetah print in the same outfit, but she also loves to highlight her culture through her style by incorporating folklorical dresses with modern accessories. I wanted to know how she put her looks together, so I met her at her favorite place, the Goodwill in Gilroy.
6: Can I get a
5: it to the front for a carryout, please? If I go to a thrift store. (laughs) and I get a cart first it's bad juju so hopefully I still find something but I see something right now that I kind of like Jessica says her mom would shop here when she was a kid at the time it was all they could afford but Jessica is glad her mom taught her how to see the potential of every outfit oh this is sexy now that she's an adult Jessica has turned her thrifting obsession into a side hustle She's a full-time special education teacher in San Jose, but she moonlights as a thrift store stylist. She loves the feeling of finding her clients that perfect item. That's like the most fun part for me, is like the being able to like bring someone who doesn't like shopping for themselves, and then be like, I want an outfit that makes me feel good about myself, and I'm like sick. Jessica often turns to social media to find inspiration but she's noticed that skinny white women dominate the space. For everyone else who falls outside of the outliers, they have to like be creative. She made an Instagram account to celebrate less mainstream types of beauty. The most important thing is and I think you could see this in my own style is bringing in my Hispanic culture. She also started to realize that a lot of the fashion world is pretty terrible for the environment. She was surprised to learn how many clothes are made with plastic, which can take hundreds of years to decompose. And she says a lot of people buy cheap clothes they don't need. It's so wasteful for people to buy
6: clothes, wear them for one season, give them away, and then we never see them again.
5: Jessica says a lot of what doesn't sell in thrift stores ends up in landfills. So doing what she does best, thrifting, is actually helping the environment. For the California Report, I'm Gabriela Fernandez in San Luis Obispo.
1: And that's the California Report for Friday, April 7th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Brendan Willard, Danny Bringer, Jim Bennett, Christopher Beale, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Izzy Bloom and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our interim director of news is Erica Kelly. Our vice president of news is Ethan tovin Lindsay, And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend.
0: Let's take a look at today's local news. As residents strolled along pathways, took pets to the dog park, and played in baseball fields at Roseville's 255-acre Mahaney Park, Roseville police dispatchers received a call from the public space on Thursday around 12.30 p.m. According to the Sacramento Bee, Roseville police say an alleged shooter reacted with a violent outburst after California Highway Patrol officers attempted to serve him a search warrant near the park. The suspect fled to a Greenbelt area, shooting while running and striking one CHP officer. Thirteen-year-old Ben Mercado was with friends in the park's batting cages when they heard gunfire. He estimates they heard around 40 shots ring out as they ducked for cover then crawled on the ground towards police officers. Police radio dispatches painted a frantic scene with passers-by ducking for cover and the gunman taking two hostages. The dispatch audio continues saying the gunman ran toward a ravine in the park, Once there, the suspect allegedly took two people hostage. Dispatch Audio reports the suspect calling police from the scene, warning officers to back off while he held a woman at gunpoint. Quote, we are getting an incoming call from the suspect. He has a female in the creek. She is with the person with a gun and has the gun to her head. He is telling the female to tell us to back up or he will shoot her, says a dispatcher. By then, law enforcement officials from across the Sacramento region were rushing to the scene. Helicopters were hovering overhead, and three armored Bearcat police vehicles were en route. As police swarmed the area, the suspect continued to warn them to stay away. Quote Update The male shot another male with this female, and he's saying, No drones, no helicopter. He says he will shoot at the helicopter. He can hear it overhead, a dispatcher continues. According to the audio, the shooter then requests ambulances be brought to the scene for his hostages and himself. By this point, police are rallying hostage rescue teams and sending officers to find a clear line of sight for the suspect, who was trying to hide in bushes in the creek bed and warning that he would hurt his hostages. In a news conference, Roseville Police Captain Kelby Newton says the suspect allegedly shot both hostages. One of the hostages died at the scene. Today, police released the name of the hostage who was killed, James McGeegan, of Roseville. The suspect was identified today as well as 35-year-old Eric J. Abril of Roseville. In an update Thursday evening, police say the other hostage was taken to a hospital with injuries that appear to be non-life-threatening. Abril surrendered to officers and was taken into custody before being transferred to the hospital for injuries. Roseville police say, quote, "...the suspect sustained gunshot wounds. Abril will be booked at the Placer County Jail once he has been medically cleared." The KVMR News team previously covered the March 27th discovery of human remains by a hiker east of Truckee. Major crimes and special investigations units were called to the scene, but not much information has surfaced about the severely decomposed body. KVMR News intern Julia Jem has details on where that investigation now stands.
6: At 6.30 p.m. on Monday, March 27th, Nevada County Sheriff's Regional Dispatch Center received a call from a hiker near I-80 east of Truckee reporting that they discovered highly decomposed remains. The FBI Evidence Response Team, anthropologists from the Chico State Human Identification Lab, the Nevada County Search and Rescue Evidence Team, and detectives from the Nevada County Sheriff's Office Major Crimes and Special Investigations Units responded to process the scene. Officers from California Highway Patrol confirmed that the remains were human. KVMar News reached out to Leslie Williams, Public Information Officer for the Nevada County Sheriff's Office, for potential updates on the situation. Unfortunately, there are none, and this is largely due to the nature of forensic
7: processes. The remains are in the process of forensic examination and are with the lab for DNA analysis. And there's a time involved in in completing those test results before we'll have any new information. In a missing and unidentified person's case like this with the older remains, because they they were pretty extremely decomposed. So it was a, a matter of extracting the DNA and getting that loaded up into a DNA system and, you know, potentially getting a match. But it's, A time-consuming process, so I wouldn't expect to have anything within a few weeks of the time that the testing began, up to a month or two, um, I'm guessing. It's hard to speculate. It just depends on their caseload at the lab, but that's what we're waiting on at this time.
6: What we do know for sure is that several entities
7: are currently doing their best to help solve this case. I think the set of remains was released from the forensic pathologist once their initial examination is complete and their samples are taken and submitted to the lab. They don't do the DNA portion. Um, There's a DNA lab in Chico, a DOJ lab, but they're also working with the anthropologists at Chico State that actually helped do the collection out at the site where the remains were found to help determine other things, you know, genetic markers for ethnicity and gender, things like that, if if it wasn't able to be determined during the forensic examination. So it's kind of a a two-part procedure, multiple agencies, you know, participating in the testing and the various procedures to, to try to get as much information from the remains as they can, you know, perhaps age, how long it may have been there, you know, all the tissue samples. If there was any tissue to, to be sampled or if it's just strictly skeletal, um, I don't have those details, but it varies case by case. But I do know in this case that it's gone to both the forensic pathologist and the to Chico for DNA analysis. And so that's what we're waiting on. It's a t- It is a time-consuming process. And And we're anxious to get answers as well, but we just have to wait until uh, the scientists are done with their procedures.
6: For KVMR, I'm Julia Jim. Let's
0: take a look at your forecast from the National Weather Service. Sure, today was drizzly, but according to the National Weather Service, we can expect a warming trend starting tomorrow with above normal temperatures by Sunday. For those in Grass Valley and Nevada City, tonight mostly cloudy with a low around 41 degrees, a 20% chance of showers before 9 p.m. Saturday, patchy fog before 9 a.m., otherwise partly sunny with a high near 59. Easter Sunday, sunny with a high near 68. In Truckee and Lake Tahoe, tonight a 40% chance of rain and snow showers before 8 p.m., then a chance of just snow showers between 8 and 11 p.m., mostly cloudy with a low around 27 degrees. Saturday will be indecisive. First, we have partly sunny with a high near 48 degrees. Then, Saturday night will be partly cloudy with a low around 29. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 60 degrees. And in Sacramento and Woodland, tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 46 degrees. Saturday, partly sunny with a high near 68 degrees. Sunday, sunny with a high near 75 degrees. You're listening to the Evening News on KVMR. Coming up, KVMR's Felton Pruitt gives us the inside scoop on a two-for-one live music event taking place this very evening.
4: We're talking with Paul Cam. He, along with Achilles' Wheel, will be playing at the Auburn State Theater in a matter of minutes, actually, along with the Graffenberg Disciples. The show gets underway at 7 o'clock tonight in Auburn. Paul, thanks for joining us.
3: It's great to be here, Felton.
4: So this is an interesting bill. It's two bands on one show, Achilles' Wheel and the Grafenberg Disciples. Most people know about Achilles' Wheel. Can you fill us in on who the Grafenberg Disciples are?
3: Well, I know a couple of the guys in uh, Achilles' Wheel have been familiar with the leader, Bob Matson, And he's got a crack group of progressive rock guys, and they're doing their CD release party, and I've only just been introduced to their music, but I know that a lot of people out there will be familiar with them. And it was Bob's idea that, that Achilles' Wheel come along and just kind of fill out the evening. And, and uh, so we're going to be playing after they do their, their, their big release party at 7. Please come see these guys. They would appreciate it.
4: We've got Achilles' Wheel rolling along, and then you've got some other gigs besides tonight. We're
3: gonna be going down to the valley. Uh, it's been a really long time since we took Achilles' Wheel over to uh, the Barryessa Brewery in Winters. They're old friends of ours, we've played there for years, and we're gonna be doing a full band acoustic show outside in their in their beer courtyard. Food trucks happen there, and I, I have it on good authority from Laurie and Chris, who who run the place, that the rain will be petering out by midday, and we don't start till three. So you can come on over there and see us there, and then a week from tonight, Friday the 14th, I believe it is, we're going to be returning to the Ashkenaz in Berkeley, which we haven't been there in a little while either.
4: That's a really cool place to play.
3: It is. We love it. We, we, I think we've been there once or twice. And, of course, during the COVID years, everything got kind of stopped. And then, uh, you know, we finally got back in touch with Max and, and they're going to have us down there in a week.
4: I know that Shelby's had some transportation issues because he lives up on the snow ridge and it's hard for him to get anywhere. Will Shelby be able to dig his way out and join you for these gigs?
3: Well, yes. Shelby actually is praying that spring is upon us. I mean, he hasn't seen the ground at his house since, I think, November. He's he's probably the most fit guy in the band at this point because he's been shoveling snow for three months. But he is getting out he you know he's here tonight at the uh, auburn state theater and i'm assuming that we're not going to get that kind of dumping of snow so you know i'm pretty sure we're going to be okay <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> we should mention shelby snow is your bass player he's one of the main driving forces of the band i've always found i mean you always look at the rhythm section to drive a band you know it's the drums and the bass shelby's bass is beyond anything else
3: well, you know, I, I don't, there's a lot of ways you could describe that, but what I would say is that if, if there were rules and cages surrounding how you're supposed to approach playing a bass, Shelby is, has never been in one of those cages or really adhered to any of the rules. And it's, it's part of one of the fascinating things that contributes to our sound. I mean, I love it myself.
4: We're talking with Paul Cam from Achilles' Wheel. They'll be performing tonight at the Auburn State Theater along with the Grafenberg Disciples. So, Paul, what's coming up as far as uh, recordings and stuff like that from Achilles' Wheel? Well,
3: we had it in mind this winter to start releasing some singles, some new material, and we are going to record those in our home studios and then put some put some video stuff together with that. And put it out on social media like uh you know the rest of the world is doing these days and and we got started on that last December and no happened at uh Mark's home studio then a tree fell on his house and he had to move out so we moved the studio up to Shelby's place as we just discussed and then and then we had two and a half months of solid snow and no one could get to him so you know, we want people to to be assured that that we're getting back to work on it. It's just been a little uh, a little delayed.
4: So at some point we're going to see some videos.
3: Yeah, at some point we're gonna we're gonna start releasing a couple songs here, couple songs there. Eventually the idea is to put them all into a compilation, like a CD or, or an LP or something of that nature. But you know, we have new material we wanted people to hear and. We just thought we've never really done the whole, like, creative video thing. So that's going to be a whole other avenue of intrigue for us.
4: So you haven't actually started working on the actual video, the picture parts of them?
3: No, because we're only just now getting back to the music part. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, we we have, uh, you know, Old Man Winter to thank for that. But we're going to get to it.
4: Who are you bringing in to help you with the video aspect?
3: I think that... uh, Shelby said something about his his old friend and musical partner Jay Tausik had some uh, connections and experience with that sort of thing. So we'll get more information on that as we move forward, but I I would say within, you know, the next couple of months we're going to get some new new things recorded and and take it from there.
4: Now, I would think that there's must be some videos of your old performances, live stuff at least.
3: Yeah, no there there are definitely live performance videos, but I think We kind of had it in mind to, to, you know, like dip one foot in the art school idea and maybe get creative with that kind of storytelling in in film. So we'll see what we're actually capable of.
4: Kind of like what the bands used to do for MTV about 25, 30 years ago.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: (laughs) (laughs) What else is new in the world of Achilles' Wheel?
3: Well, you know, I mean, people probably have seen us since we we had a, a regular substitute drummer dave klaus david klaus and he 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 had been working on and off with us over the years and and during the last year with you know this and that we had need to draw on on him and then all of a sudden we just decided that we should get him to be a full-time member and and he's been on with us now for just just about a year and uh you know if you haven't seen the band in a little while i think you'd really enjoy it with this particular personnel change
4: Mark McCartney will be right there next to him. He will. No, these guys are
3: doing great. And, you know, as far as uh, what's coming up, I think it's taken a while to get to springtime. But springtime means the festival season is going to be starting up again soon. And, And we got a few, you know, great things in the works, including the Strawberry Music Festival here at the end of May, which is not that far away.
4: No, no. Actually, I know that the Strawberry folks were out at the fairgrounds yesterday uh, looking at stuff. So, uh, yeah, we're getting excited about Strawberry already. Yeah, exactly.
3: So, you know, we'll look forward to seeing you folks out there. And, and, yeah, we got new music coming up
4: and all of that. We've been talking with Paul Cam from Achilles' Wheel. They're going to be performing tonight at the Auburn State Theater with the Grafenberg Disciples opening. The
3: show, gets the show is starting at 7 o'clock, coming right up. Hey, Paul,
4: thanks for talking with us.
3: Thank you so much, Felton. I appreciate it.
0: That's our newscast for this Friday, April 7th. KVMR gets support from generous listeners like you and A to Z Hardware Supply and Garden Center, locally owned and operated by the Wheat family since 1984, offering construction and plumbing materials, lawn and garden supplies, also beekeeping and canning necessities. On Ridge Road, Grass Valley, A to Z Supply.com. And 1849 Brewing Company, brewing lagers, ales, also specialty IPAs and stouts. Offering a pub style menu, weekly live music, and an outdoor patio. Open seven days a week at 11 on Sutton Way in Grass Valley. 1849BrewingCo.com. The KVMR Evening News is produced by KVMR News Director Claudio Mendonza. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Kelly Reese, signing off. Have a great weekend.